Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. All right, so we're going to talk about spiritual appraisal, the art of becoming. We, we dealt with the, the most valuable player in the kingdom, who is Jesus. Jesus is the real MVP of the kingdom of God and the kingdom of this earth, as well as you got to be the, the, the MVP because he changed time. <laughs> time is built around Jesus, <laughs> the birth of Jesus. <laughs> and so th there's something about this Jesus that we sing to and sing about. And we said last week that if we will follow Jesus, he will make us all MVPs as well. And we talk about across the kingdoms. So there's three kingdoms, right? There's the kingdom of God, the kingdom of humanity, or the kingdom of man, and then there's the kingdom of darkness. So how can it be, we be an MVP in the kingdom of darkness? Well, you become a threat to the devil, the kingdom of darkness, as you become who God made you to become, who God created you to become. All right, so with that said, let's go with, go with me to 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2. I've been receiving reports and texts and emails stating that this, mess, this series has really been a blessing to many of God's people, and so I'm, I'm encouraged by that. 2 Timothy chapter 2, and let's look at verse 1. It says, And then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So how many know we need to receive our strength from Christ? Amen. We need to draw on that grace. That grace, and what is grace? Grace is unmerited favor. That's the common definition. But if you go into the Greek, it actually means the divine influence upon one's heart and the reflection of that influence in one's life. So grace is not just merely the undeserved, unearned favor, but it includes God's influence, divine influence upon your heart that reflects in your life. So we see that grace is transform, it transforms us. It helps us to become something that we are not. And God has created in us to be his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. And we are to become something that we're not. We're to become more like Jesus. So I want to talk about the art of becoming, increasing our value, increasing our influence across the kingdoms. It's becoming something. Why should you become, I once heard a mentor from afar say this, why should you become a millionaire? Not because of the millions, but because of what you'll become in the midst of it. Jim Rohn says this, said this, if you go to work on your goals, your goals will go to work on you. If you go to work on your plan, your plan will go to work on you. Whatever good things will, we built in will end up building us. Whatever, whatever good things we build end up building us. Why should you study the scriptures? It's what you'll become. I said this a while back. 
that reading the Bible and praying and even coming to church is not for God's benefit, but it's for ours. Fasting is for our benefit. Giving is for our benefit. And, and, and there, there's some offsprings off of that, but what, 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 what are we becoming? The art of becoming. So Jim Rohn also says this, success is something you attract by the person you become. Success is something you attract by the person you become. You're, you investing in yourself, your spiritual walk, your natural walk, your mind, your body, your money will become, you, you're becoming something. Why should anybody spend thousands of dollars to get a doctorate or a PhD? It's what they're becoming. Discipline. Why should you um, get a bachelor's or a master's? It's what you're becoming. You're becoming an expert, supposedly, in research. You're becoming, you're gathering information. Why should you take that challenging job? What are you becoming? Even reading, we'll talk a little bit about this, but I encourage people all the time to read above their head. We, we, you know, sometimes we read with stuff that is fluff or easy to read. If I read just, you know, I can read a thousand books, but if I just read Dr. Seuss <laughs> all the time, I'll never grow <laughs> in, in the sense of be growing. And so when you read above your head, what that looks like is you, it pulls you up to another level. When you, when you study and you listen to people that they're talking above your head, it forces you to come up. Um, you, should, you should read books with, you know, back in the day, we had di physical dictionaries, dictionaries on your lap. Because if you've come across a word, if you don't, your, your context clues are not the greatest, you can look up the word and kind of figure out what the word is saying and you adapt that part of your vocabulary. So what the art of becoming is coming up to a place. God has made a provision for us to become like Jesus. We should become like Jesus, spirit, soul, and body. We should become like Jesus with our, in our minds. You know, you, you should start thinking like Jesus and start living like Jesus and start acting like Jesus. The word Christian, is, it, it actually means little Christ. I'm not saying that you are Jesus Christ, but we should become um, little Christ, little anointed ones. The word Christ simply means the anointed one. And so we should be the little anointed ones. We, we are called the body of Christ, <laughs> you know? So it's not just a wonderful, fluffy saying, oh, the body of Christ, but we are the body of the anointed one. So we should walk heavy on the earth like Jesus walked heavy on the earth. Come on. <laughs> I'm preaching to you better than you said amen. You, you want to becoming an MVP in the king, across the kingdoms is becoming more like Jesus. When you become... What you become is far more important than what you get. And what you get will be influenced by what you become. So we need to become something. Become a Christian. I used to, I didn't understand this, the, the, the song. There's a song that came out years ago. I want to become a Christian. And I, it bothered me. And I'm like, wait a minute. All you can do is to say the prayer and believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. And, but I, I, I get the spirit of what, what, what they were saying. They were saying that I, wanted to, I want to become like, more like Christ. I want to become like a Christian, or I want to become a Christian. I want to become Christ-like. That's what they're saying. The art of becoming. What are you becoming? The kid, your kids will make you become something. Uh, I, I thought I had a prayer life before I had my kids. 
But now I really got a prayer. And they're not even teenagers yet. And yet, uh, Destin is becoming, he's getting into the double digits tomorrow. You know, I'm like, Jesus is Lord. <laughs> my prayer life went up when I became a father. When I got married, my prayer life went up. <laughs> what are you becoming? When I started walking in my calling, I become, I, my prayer life went up. My, my love wife, what, my love life. What are you talking about, love life? Let me explain that. My walking in love increased. <laughs> Amen. I have to clarify that because we're living in 2021. Your love life? <laughs> <laughs> so what you become is far more important than what you get. And what you get will be influenced by what you become. Amen. Last week we talked a little bit about the vagabond person or the vagabond spirit. A vagabond, again, I'm, I'm just for those who weren't here, a vagabond is a person who moves from place to place without a fixed home, often without a regular means of support. A wanderer. We see from Genesis that Cain was a wanderer. He was a vagabond. He was aimless. He was displaced. A person who wanders from place to place without purpose and without a settlement, shiftless, worthless, and uh, like I said last week, good for nothing. As Christians, we need to resist becoming a vagabond. And in this pandemic, and I'm not preaching against those who are home because of the space or not feeling comfortable, but it is, it is, you can become a vagabond because of the pandemic where you're not settled and you're out of place. And there's some Christians who are choosing to not fellowship. They're choosing to let me let the internet become my pastor. And even, and, and this is not to knock any church that has internet members. I was thinking about it, we thought about it before the pandemic of becoming a place where people can come, become a member through ways of the media. And as I thought about it, my conviction was, no, this is not going to work because I'm not going to, if you're living in Canada, I'm not flying to Canada to check, you, check on you in the hospital and do your premarital counseling. And then if you die, then go and do your funeral. I mean, realistically, you're not even having communion with the body. <laughs> You know, I, I'm not baptized. You know, so if you get like a million people who are members through the Internet only, then you really, the, I can't really pastor that, <laughs> that realistically. And I'm not against anybody who has that philosophy, but my conviction and what I am becoming says no. That, that we need to, to gather together as believers physically. There's something that happens when we come together. Amen. And, and there are some Christians who have become a vagabond, spiritually speaking, because they are not settled. They, they're, they're eating from all these tables. They're in, I told one brother who ha had me come in and I challenged him about coming and, and he was like, oh, I need to get vaccinated. He got vaccinated and he's still not coming. So I just challenged him and says, when we were online completely, you weren't engaging. So, so what, what is it? Is, do you need to find another church? Which is fine. We'll help you find another church or we'll pray with you. But there's something about what's happening and what the devil meant for evil with this pandemic. There's some Christians who are yielding to that spirit yeah. 
and, and refusing to come back together. And I'm not, you know what I'm saying, there's some people who legitimately are afraid or fearful, but God is calling us to come back together. <laughs> you know, this thing try to kill us out. So we want to destroy that mindset. All right. So last week we talked about developing the ability to hear, the, the ability to hear, mastering the art of listening. We talked about hearing God and hearing people. Amen. If you if you want to become an MVP across the kingdoms, you need to become a listener. And we we don't listen enough. We don't listen enough to God and we don't listen to enough of people. As a parent, are you listening to your children? As a spouse, are you listening to your spouse? As a friend, are you listening to your friends? And there's something about, we in my house, we call hijacking sentences, where people will hijack and say something they think that you're going to say. And I hate that. You know, you're, you're talking to somebody, and they just fill in the, you know, they fill in your words for you. You got to say, wait a minute, I'm, I wasn't going that. Can you please listen? Because a wise man will hear and increase learning. <laughs> and then the second, we talked about pursue wisdom above all. We said that wisdom is supreme. It is the principal thing. I mean, the wisdom is supreme. We need the wisdom of God. I pray for my children that God will give them wisdom. And I pray for wisdom for the day that God will mark their day like a crayons. Crayons, you know, got crayons. Like crayons, they will, God will mark their day with wisdom. That they will make wise decisions. Come on. How many know that our lives should be marked with wisdom? God, mark, come on, pray that. God, mark my life with wisdom. Come on, God, I pray that you will color my life with wisdom. May you color me. May I become a wise person. Wise in the word, but wise in finances, wise in relationships, wise in, 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 as an employer or as an employee, wise as a student, wise as a teacher, wise as a principal, wise as a wealthy person, wise as a health, come on. I need you to mark my life, Lord. So mark me with wisdom. Wisdom is supreme, and I need wisdom. And we need to pursue wisdom. We need to go after wisdom. We need to pray for wisdom. We need to seek wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. And if I can get wisdom, I can get health. I can get wealth. I can, get, I can, I can deal rightly in my relationships. I have wisdom with my mouth, wisdom with my ears, wisdom with my heart, wisdom in my attitude, wisdom in every part of my life. I want God to mark me up with wisdom. Let it be supreme in my life. May the end of my life be marked as a person of wisdom. And I believe that as we become wise, the art of becoming, as we become wise, we will increase our spiritual appraisal. Amen. Our value in the world. When we open our mouths or we post, people want to hear what we have to say. And, and one of the ways that you operate in wisdom is not always coming on everything that's coming your way. Everything that's written or everything that's trending in the world, you don't always have to comment on that. You know, you want to you want to hold what you have and give it at the proper time. A wise person knows the right time to share. You don't always have to address something in a relationship immediately. Um, sometimes you do need to. The wisdom says do it now. Other times it takes time. 
It takes time. You waiting on the wisdom of God. Wisdom is, the, is winning, knowing what to, what to say and how to say it. And, and, and understanding is understanding why to say it. The knowledge is the what. The understanding is the why. And the wisdom is the how and the when. The t- I mean, no, timing is everything. It can be God, but if you get out of the timing of it, you'll miss the mark. I know it's God's will for us to get to get another, another building, but how many know it will be unwise for us to get a building uh, before time? <laughs> and then, thank God we didn't get a building before the pandemic. Everybody was like, oh, we're going to move, we're going to move. I'm tired. I heard people say, I'm tired of coming up these stairs. Well, you need to exercise. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, like, if you don't exercise at all, at least on Sunday, it's a Sunday of exercise. Amen. <laughs> up the stairs. Oh, boy. Thank God I can I have the activities of my limbs. Amen. Oh, I had to park around the corner. <laughs> Praise God. Give you an eyesight of the community. How can we influence the community? <laughs> How can we pray effectively? Thank God for the wisdom of not getting a building before the pandemic. In 2019, everybody was trying to push in. Oh, when you gonna get it? When you gonna get it? When you gonna get it? When you, and you get it. And then all of a sudden the pandemic happened. So how many know that wisdom will say, tell you to wait and to save in the time of prosperity? Just like Joseph. Joseph, he, he gave the wisdom of God and says, you know what? There's seven years of prosperity and seven years of famine. But in the prosperity time, you pull back and you save extra. So that when the time of famine, that you, you won't even feel the, the, the sting of famine. Amen. The wisdom of God. When you have an abundance of finances, it's a time to pull back, save extra. Because <laughs> how many know money comes <laughs> and money goes? You know, um, the other day I was at the barbershop and my lovely um, soon-to-be 10-year-old put his feet up on the, on the um, windshield, by the windshield, and he came in he says, Daddy, the window broke. I'm like, wait a minute, did somebody throw it? The wind didn't throw a rock. <laughs> and, he, and he was trying to explain it. I said, just calm down. And I just think about patience. Let patience have a perfect work. I have wisdom. I'm in control, right? Come on. I'm managing my emotional intelligence. <laughs> Glory to God. Just the opportunity to love my son. Thank you, Jesus. I go out there and I see the crack across the windshield. I said, praise the Lord. God is so good. Oh, God, I think it could have been worse. I'm thinking the rain is going to come, the hail is going to come. Then it, I would get wet and, you know, but I, I, I set it up for them to come out on Wednesday to fix it. <laughs> Praise God. How many know that operating in wisdom is the higher way of living? Not always, uh, you know, your emotions wanted to go off, but, you know, wisdom says, in t- calm down. And how many know that at one time, I remember the dogs got out when we had two dogs. They got out and I wanted to just, I wanted to curse them, not just cuss them. I wanted to curse them, curse their death they, they, because they were, they were running away. I said, I don't understand. I'm about to go. I was coming to the church and, and I was so mad at these dogs. I, said, I can't believe them. I mean, just, I was just, I was angry. And the Holy Spirit said to me, stop it. Don't be angry. Calm down. Pray. So I prayed. I didn't want to pray. I wanted to cuss and curse, <laughs> both. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and I'm praying in tongues. And I said, Lord, I thank you for these dogs. I thank you. And as soon as I got finished praying, 
I, I saw them. And, and then I want, but I still wanted to whoop him. <laughs> I'm like, yo, you gonna get it? Oh, you gonna get it? And Lord's like, nope. How many know if he could do that? Deal with us. Uh, deal with me about a dog. He can deal with us, me about my kids or hum- humans, and not always, <laughs> you know, not allowing my anger to get the best of me. But wisdom will help us with that. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> All right, number three. Number three. So we stopped at wisdom. <clears throat> the third one is to get understanding. The art of becoming. Having, been, becoming a person of understanding. So if you have your Bibles, we, we're, we're at 2 Timothy chapter 2. Jump down to verse 7. Verse 7 says, think over what I say. For the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Think. The word think in the Greek means to drag through your mind over and over again. Drag through your mind. Think about it. I believe that there's not enough Christians who think. <laughs> Some Christians just want to pray about everything. And how many know prayer is important? We believe we are people of prayer. But you, prayer does not do everything. <laughs> are you with me? Reading the Bible does not do everything. What, what do you mean? What I'm saying, you got to think. You got to apply what you pray. You got to apply what you get in prayer. You got to you got to live out what you read. It's not just praying, the act of praying, the act of fasting. It's you're applying what you have received during those encounters. And so Paul tells Timothy to think what over what I say. Drag it through your mind again and again and again. If we become thinkful Christians, Christians who think are thinking for a change, then we can become better because as a person thinks in his heart, so is he. So if I can change my thinking, I can change my life. If I can become positive in my thinking, if I can become holistic in my thinking, if I can see the bigger picture, if I can apply the word of God to my life through the lens. If I can see the world through the lens of scriptures, I can change my life. To become a Christian or to become Christ-like is to become, is to think like Jesus. Think like the word. We don't have enough Christians thinking like the world, the word. A lot of Christians are thinking like the world. They do everything like the world. We need to change the way we think. It says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It takes the Holy Spirit. It takes the word of God to change our mindset, to retrain the way we think. We don't think right. We don't think right about our children. We don't think right about our bodies. We don't think right. You know, I I, I was talking to somebody recently, and it was like, you know, you can have Jesus in a therapy, you know, to a therapist. And I was like, nobody said you couldn't have that. Like, where does this come from? It's just like saying you can't have a physical doctor and Jesus too. Like, like I don't understand the, th- that mindset. Well, you know, some people, oh, you, Christians get depressed too. Duh. <laughs> I mean, like, like, like what, what is this? Just because you're a Christian means that you are exempt from encountering challenges? No. We, we have the word to overcome the depression. 
We have the, the word to overcome um, suicidal thoughts, the word to overcome even medical conditions. Amen. The word to come overcome poverty. God will give you wisdom how to overcome poverty in your life. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, so Paul says, think over what I say. Think over it. And if you do that, for the Lord will give you understanding and everything. If you can get understanding, you got, you got, it, you got it made. You become, if you understand some things. We, we need to grow in our understanding. Um, go with me to Proverbs 4. Proverbs 4. There's, and I'm sure you've encountered people like this. When, they, when you talk to them <laughs> and you're trying to explain something, it's like they don't understand what you're saying. And I'm hearing in my mind, uh, there was a movie with um, Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? This is what God's saying to us. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Proverbs 4, verse 7 says this. The beginning of wisdom is this. If we want to grow in wisdom, it's to get wisdom. And whatever you get, get understanding or get insight. ESV says and uh, King James Version says, and all you're getting, get understanding. If you don't get anything else, get some understanding. You know, people often, back in the day, even now, they, we had church. We had church was good. We had some good church. So what did you learn? We shouted. We spoke in tongues. We gave. We worshiped. But what did you get? <laughs> good church is getting some understanding. <laughs> it's not just the emotion part of me. It's to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. So you get your emotions, you express your emotions, and you worship God with your emotions, but you all, Destin, sit down now. You also get understanding with when you go to church. Amen? Amen. Um, so it says, the beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom, and whatever you get, get understanding. Make sure you get some understanding. There's so many people who don't have understanding. Proverbs 14. Proverbs 14. And let's look at this, verse 29. Proverbs 14, 29, and that's the wrong scripture. <laughs> um, go with me to Jeremiah 33. Jeremiah 33. Thank you, Lord. Get understanding, the art of becoming. What are we becoming? Uh, we're, we're increasing our spiritual appraisal. If, if a person of understanding, people will drive far and near to get understanding or to listen to somebody of understanding. When 9-11 happened, guess who the, the first people they called? The mathematician. And I was like, why? Because they have understanding of some things. People will pay you based on your understanding. Amen. If I grow in understanding, my value increase. Supposedly, if you get a bachelor's, one, back in the day when you got a bachelor's, it, was, it puts you in another category financially because they believe that by going through a four-year program, you develop critical thinking skills, which was a different way of thinking than someone who just graduated from high school. And we know now <laughs> things have changed so much you can get somebody who just go to high school, graduate high school, and make as much or more as somebody who went through a PhD program. <laughs> it depends on the field, right? So you got to get the wisdom of which field that the Lord is calling you to be in 
and you work what you have, when you work what you have, that's when you'll see increase in your life. So we got to work what we have. Amen. And we got to become what God has called us to become. And as we become this, then we can expect the wealth and we can expect the favor and we can express, expect the increase of influence. Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 3 says this. It says, call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. When you're going through situations and you don't know what to do, you ask the Lord, give me wisdom, give me understanding. God, I pray for understanding. Give me understanding concerning the situation. I mean, no, if you call upon him, upon him he'll give you some understanding about the situation that will help you to resolve the situation. At one point, we were financially strapped and we needed, our water heater broke, busted, and I didn't know what to do. I'm not necessarily a handyman. <laughs> I've tried <laughs> and got more in trouble and cost more money than I wanted to. Just recently, uh, Courtney's like, you need to water this grass. And I, I went to go water the grass and I broke the uh, water thing on the outside, the, the thing you hook, hook up to the, um, the holes. I broke it. I, it pulled out, bam, bam, right? Like um, Flintstones. I, just pulled, I didn't mean to pull it out. And I, that thing cost me $300 to get it fixed. I, I went to home. I tried to fix it, go on Amazon. I was like, you know, let me just call the plumber. <laughs> you know, everybody just, oh, I'm going to fix it, man. Go, go ahead. Let me pay. I'll pay you. <laughs> I'll do that. I believe God for the money. That's easier for me than to try to fix something. <laughs> I've tried. I'm like, I, I, you know, there's things still around the house. I, <laughs> I tried to fix that and look like what happened. Let me call somebody who can do the job. I'll get the money. Just come. <laughs> I mean, no, you got to stay in your lane. <laughs> that thing, if I just only just went, it went my heart and called somebody, I could have paid them $100 to do it, <laughs> then break that thing that cost me three. But anyway, um, God would give you wisdom. So the water heater broke, busted. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I, we don't have the money to fix it. So I cried out to God for wisdom. And I took a day or so and baptized my mind with wisdom scriptures and prayed and asked God to lead me. And I prayed in tongues. And all of a sudden, I got this thought. PSNG has a program <laughs> where you can call and get the water heater replaced for free. I mean, for free. And they can take the price of it and spread it through 12 months. I just had the thought. I said, let me go check. And my, I'm doubting in my mind, but my heart is saying that it has it. I go and they have it. I call. The next day they were there and fixed it. And we paid it off. It was the easiest thing we ever paid off. I think that we added like extra $50 to the PSNG. Oh, praise the Lord. And so that was done. But I'm telling you, the wisdom of God works that way in every area. So you got to follow that. Seek after that. The art of becoming a person of understanding. If I don't know the answer... I know the one who has the answer, who is the answer, and I can tap into him, and I can call upon him. I don't know how to do this parenting thing, so I'm going to seek you for, and he'll lead you to the right books or the right, you know, screen. I'll just yell at De Destin, but the screen-free parenting book, or, or, you know, sometimes you do need a screen, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but having a balance of, you know, just talk to your kids like that, and sometimes, no, talk to them like that, you know, and so you have the wisdom of God of, of what to do with each child, because these children is different. I mean, sometimes the yelling will actually cause them to fear, and other times it will get their attention. So having the wisdom, understanding. So you, we can call upon him. My last scripture dealing with this, 
um, it, it deals with First John, it's First John chapter five. First John chapter five. <clears throat> We're talking about the art of becoming. The art of becoming. When you understand who God made you to be, and you may be at a place that says, I don't even know what God has in mind. It's not some mystery. I'm going to tell you this. For the most part, you're not going to just sit, sit around praying and God shows you what you, you're called to be. It's through you doing. It's through you operating. Sometimes people are like, Lord, bless me with a house. But until you get up out of your prayer time and you actually go and look for a house, you don't even know whether or not the house is for you. Sometimes I think some Christians believe that they want God to give download to them everything that he has laid out. That is a lazy way of thinking as a Christian. God, sometimes it's in you operating or walking towards something that you figure out that this is not for you. It's not always that, you know, when you say, God, give me wisdom, and then you're waiting for a mini vision, you're waiting for a voice, you're waiting for a dream, it, more, as a Christian, I've been saved most of my life, I, most of my, those, the answer for, pray, for wisdom and understanding did not come through me just praying. It started with me praying, but it didn't end with me just praying. I had to walk towards something. Um, I didn't know that I was called to be a teacher in the body of Christ until I was out in Camden trying to preach. I was trying to preach, and in preaching, I was teaching trying to win people to Christ, people came to Christ, but then there was a, a young lady that said to me, you're not a preacher, you're a teacher. And I'm like, whatever, I'm a preacher. My, my youth pastor called, told me I was an evangelist, and I was trying to evangelize, but it was in doing that, I discovered the gifts within me. And then I started going, and everywhere I went, I would teach. People respect me to hoop and holler, and in the Lord said, let there be, and I, I just, I can't do that. <laughs> I would like to do that. I can't do that. That's not in me. And so I discovered what God had for me by operating it and walking towards it. Are, are you with me? So sometimes you don't know what God has called you to be until you walk towards something. You, you, as you walk towards it, you're like, this is not it. I remember being at one school, it's just, it seemed like the hardest thing in the world to to, to become, graduate from this college, this, you know, this seminary. And they were given 12 books per class. And I'm like, I don't have the time to read. And these books were 800 pages each. I'm like, that's not, that's, that's not me. I can't do that. <laughs> I, I can read an 800 book, page book maybe in a week, but you expect it in three days and to give me an exam and I, I'm going to fail. And so I remember they, the one professor, he gave us three thick books and they were like four or 500 pages each. And uh, I had a buddy, and, and they, you know, we were reading, and I was trying to read it, but I was working and pastoring, and I just couldn't do it. I said, I said Lord, I, I'm going to fail this test. They gonna, it's based on the... And so the Lord says, record. Record all the lectures and listen, listen to them and skim over the, the book. And I did. And guess what? <laughs> I got a B minus. And my friend who read all the books <laughs> did all the work, and he got a C minus. He's like, what did you do, Dwayne? I prayed in the Holy Ghost and listened to the lectures because that's all I could do. He's like, you pray in tongues? I do, I do, I do. <laughs> but praise God for the B minus. <laughs> Amen. All right, let me hurry up here. So 1 John chapter 5, verse 20. 
It says, and we know that the Son of God has come, has given us understanding that we may know him who is true, and we are in him who is true, in his Son, Jesus Christ, who is the true God and eternal life. And then it leads, little children, keep yourselves from idols. The scripture tells us that Jesus came, one of the reasons why Jesus came is to give us understanding. It's to give us understanding so that we can know God and know his son and then we can know the true God and have eternal life. This is one of the reasons why he came. He came to give us some understanding. Not only did he come to die for our sins, but he came us to, to reveal the father to us, to give us understanding. How I many you know when we have understanding, the devil can't take our understanding? There's a scripture in Matthew 4, go over there, Matthew chapter 4, it says, the, the, you know, the sower sows the word, and Satan comes immediately to steal the word. One of the ways in which Satan steals the word from us is through a lack of understanding. A, th a lack of understanding. When you understand spiritual gifts, when you understand prayer and fasting and, and meditation of the word and giving and, and coming to church and witnessing, understanding, do you understand the Christian walk? You, I'm not saying that you understand, like, the, the Trinity. I understand Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I do not. <laughs> I cannot. I can explain it just a little bit. But I, don't, I can't give you all the details. Like, how, how does it work? Uh, God in three persons. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Mm, yeah, <laughs> Trinity. <laughs> the mystery things belongs to the Lord. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand how tongues, per se, work. You know, how, how, work. How, how do tongues, you know, you receive, you speak, and, and, and you do it on a daily basis, and yet you don't understand. But if you keep praying in tongues, you become more. Amen? Amen. And so 1 John chapter 5, verse 20 tells us that God gives us understanding. Jesus came, the Son of Man, Son of God came that we may have understanding. We'll tap into next week, we'll look at the value of time, to value time. And then we'll go prayerfully, we'll get to understanding and releasing and maximizing your potential. How many know that God has potential inside of us? And the thing about time, I'll talk about this real quick, is that we can't get our time back. You know, sometimes it might be cheaper to drive to down south, but you'll not get that time back. It, it, it's worth sometimes paying the money to fly and getting a rental car because the time is valuable. Time is more important, more valuable than anything else that we have. You know, you can't get your time back. You got 18 years to really disciple your children, but you can't get the time back. Because once they're 18, you, you can't go back and try, and try, try to parent, parent them in ways that you, you failed. So you only ha we only have a short amount of time. You, 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 that grandmother, that great aunt, or that, that uncle, or that relative, or that, that friend, spending time with them, you can't get it back. You know, God forbid they die. I mean, my best friend, his, 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 his mother-in-law just died. And I was just with her, um, like, right before the pandemic. And we had a wonderful conversation. She gave me her number, and she talked about how the Lord gave her the wisdom of God how to reverse diabetes. She was, she was a real, like, had diabetes really bad. And God gave her wisdom 
to the point where she destroyed it. She destroyed diabetes in her life. <laughs> and to the point that the doctors wanted her to go and talk to other patients on how she did it. And she, you know, and everybody's path is different. But she's like, I'm not taking the medicine because it's going to destroy the, the quality of my life. And I'm going to be on dialysis. I'm not doing that. God has given me another way. And she created a, a, a supplement to reverse it. Had her own company and everything. So God, how many know that that was just the conversation, I, the last conversation I had with, with my best friend's mother-in-law. And, just, and she just passed recently. And just, just the amazing of how God, I, I'll never get that time back. I remember like about two years before my grandmother passed, the Lord had me call her every Sunday morning. And I would call her every Sunday morning. And then she died one Sunday morning. Guess what? I don't know if she died on Sunday morning. She, she ended up dying. And guess what? I had within those couple years, I had precious moments with her that I, I mean, that it's just valuable. So learn how to follow when God places somebody on your heart to reach out to them or to spend that extra time, go ahead and do that. Because you don't know, I mean, I, I think in our minds, we think that people are going to live forever. I, I know I do. I, you know, oh, they'll be there. They'll be there. That, that extra conver conversation. Oh, I don't feel like, if God places on your heart, go. I remember the, my dad died the next, like on a mor in the morning. And I, I was, me and Courtney was coming from a wedding. And my, my wife said, why don't we, we stop by your parents? I said, no, because we stop by my parents. We're supposed to be moving the next day. We stop by my parents. What's going to happen is me and my dad are going to stay up talking at 3 o'clock in the morning, and then we're not gonna, I'm not going to have the energy to move the next day. And she's like, are you sure? Are you sure? You, you know, I'm like, I don't want to go over there because <laughs> I know that we're going to talk for a long time. I don't, I, I just, I'm just not in that mindset. I want to go home, go to sleep because we got to move. And he ended up dying the next morning getting killed in a car accident. How many know that, you know what I'm saying, like I, that last, those last moments are, so learn how to follow and value the time that you have. What, what, what are you trying to say? Uh, the art of becoming, becoming a listener, becoming a, a person that hears, a person of wisdom, a person of understanding, value, a person who values, you, you value time. How many know we need to value our time? Time is precious. And I value your time so much that I'm not going to go through the rest of them. <laughs> not today. <laughs> Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this opportunity as, as we shared your word concerning understanding and even going recapping over the wisdom and becoming a person that hears. I pray, Father, that as we go throughout this week, you will mark our week with wisdom, mark our week with understanding, mark our week with the ability to hear. Mark our week with the ability to value our time in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. 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 God bless you. Have a wonderful day. That concludes this week's message and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. 
Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.